Welcome to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I am a comedy writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from celebs who don't bathe to billionaire Rihanna getting spotted at a Whole Foods on a nighttime Whole Foods run. Uh, I totally, I want to know what she bought. Um, she's so amazing. Anyway, um, this week there's going to be an interview with council member Seppi Shine. She became the first out LGBTQ plus Iranian elected, uh, anywhere globally and locally. Um, she's the first woman of color elected to the, uh, West Hollywood city council. Also, uh, she is a healer. She's a Reiki healer and she has a healing website that, uh, she'll mention later in the show, but I want to get it out there right now. Um, you'll also be able to find it in the show notes. It's, uh, Sulame, That's S O U. L as in Larry, I as in Isaac, L as in Larry, U-M-E dot com. She's wonderful. So we're going to talk to her later. Uh, before that, I'm going to talk briefly with my cousin Carla and our mutual cousin Stanley, uh, who is also a Reiki healer. Like uh, Seppi, he is also a, a Reiki healer. Uh, but I want to talk to them about Haiti and healing. Um, this is a really crazy time right now. What's happening in Afghanistan, what's happening in Haiti, what's happening in America, uh, what's happening in California uh, with the recall coming up. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, a lot of stress for me, a lot of stress eating. Um, I'm really into Good Pops. Uh, if you don't know, they sell it also at Whole Foods. I don't know if Rihanna bought that um, on her nighttime run uh, last night. Um, it's uh, it's like Icy's. And so I'm, I'm really into that. But anyway, first up, housekeeping. If you like this show, please rate and review. It's how you can help people find the show. Um, also, it's been brought to my attention that I mispronounced a word in the Shireen Fuckboy episode. Um, it's Tristis, not Tristis. No, it's not Tristis. It's Tritis. Oh, my goodness. Tritis. I speak English. Okay, awesome. So before we get into the sketch called Washout, let's kick off the show with a chat with Carla and Stanley. Okay, hey, so welcome, 
Stan Stanley, my cousin Stanley and Carla. Carla, we all know, but what you might not know is that she's also an immigration attorney. Um, my cousin Stanley is a Reiki healer. Um, and I want to talk to them um, about the current crisis, the heartbreaking crisis that's happening now in Haiti. It's also, um, there's also a heartbreaking crisis happening in Afghanistan, there is a water uh, shortage out here in the West um, that's brewing. There's a governor recall um, in, in California also, just a lot of stressful things, a lot of, um, a lot of things that are out of our control. And so uh, I, I, I invited uh, Stanley here to, to talk about healing and how we can find some moments of peace uh, during this painful time. Um, to recap quickly about, uh, you know, what's been going on also, you know, COVID is still raging all over the world with the Delta wave in Haiti. Um, I believe the vaccine rollout has just started. Um, President of Haiti was assassinated last month. There was a 7.2 earthquake that hit the southern part of Haiti last week. Um, the death toll so far is almost at 2000. Um, there's flooding because of the uh, two tropical storms that have hit the, the island of uh, Fred and, and Grace. Um, Port-au-Prince is the capital. It's It's left been left largely intact after the quake, but there are they are, of course, affected by the storm. So Carla, um, can you give us some perspective as somebody with family in Haiti, who's an immigration lawyer, you're talking to people, do you have clients that are Haitians? Um, like, how's, how's your world, like your, your mini world been impacted now as a result of everything that's going on? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, what's been happening in Haiti has been super um, devastating and sad. And um, a lot of people I'm speaking to who aren't like directly affected are just processing the enormity of it. And they feel like a little bit PS, PS, um, PTSD. Syndrome, PTSD, thank you. Um, for example, I spoke to my aunt and she said she can't even watch the news. She doesn't want to talk about it because it takes her back to 2010. Because she um, was she was there um, at the time of the earthquake in, yeah. in Port-au-Prince. And she's in Port-au-Prince now. She's in Port-au-Prince now. And actually, Stanley, we were together really? in 2010. Yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. no, Jack Men and then, yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's really shocking for people to relive this and see it. Um, on my end, as an immigration attorney, a lot of my clients have an anxiety, you know, mm -hmm. because they know that there's aftershocks they know like people are missing and so um they just have they really want to have their paperwork together you know a lot of my clients work one or two jobs and they send so much money back to haiti so um that's where they are now just like fortunately um a lot of patients will benefit under the TPS program, which will allow them to get work permits and even travel if they need to go to Haiti. So that's been beneficial and people just wanna make sure that all their ducks are in a row. So, so this might spur on more um, requests for TPS. Uh, yeah, like happening? before, before the earthquake. And then, and then was, uh, I'm sorry, for those at home, uh, TPS is temporary protective status. So sort of like asylum, but not. 
It's, uh, yeah, so before the earthquake, um, there was a lot of political unrest in Haiti. And it was the first time I've seen so many Haitians really desperate to go back. And they sensed that, like, you know, shit was hitting the fan. Yeah. You know, that, like, you know, I've had mothers, like, and then there's COVID. So, like, the tension in the Haitian community is really high because I have mothers who, I mean, I'm a mom. I get it. Like, they want their kid out. But, like, yeah. the consulate has been closed for a year and a half. The consulate hasn't been working in Haiti. So the consulate are, is um, where visas are processed abroad. I'm just saying yeah. that because some people have no clue. Yeah. And um, it was shut down for a whole year and a half unless you had an emergency, like uh, like flaming emergency to come through. So yeah. that's really hard for people to process that their loved ones can't get through because of the timing. So it's, you know, managing a lot of stress. And I didn't, they didn't have a class for this in law school. Right. So, so there are people that are stuck there for yeah. right now yeah, and stuck, 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 um, more, more, more likely in Port-au-Prince or in, in like the Southern area, like where the earthquake happened. So there's one consulate in Haiti uh-huh. and it's in Port-au-Prince. So people come from all over to process their paperwork in Port-au-Prince. Yeah. So, you know, usually people stay, if they're from under you from the outside, they'll mm-hmm. stay in their provinces or towns until they have an interview. Mm-hmm. But um, so, yeah, for like, for example, I have a client, she has a 10-year-old son, 11-year-old, and they just can't get processed right now um, because of the backlog. Wow. And then there was the unrest with... Uh, assassination so yeah everything was on hold there and then oh. now there's the earthquake and i'm sure the consulate's focusing on humanitarian efforts on the ground so okay oh, that's so sorry you're, you're, the sword is yeah it's very debbie downer <laughs> this is such a bummer um but it's real so Stanley, how, how, how can we, um, so, okay. How did Reiki come into your life? You were, you were saying that there is a, a form of Reiki in, in Haiti, but like, they don't necessarily recognize it as Reiki. They don't really practice uh, Reiki a lot in Haiti. They almost practice like voodoo and uh, they are Catholic. They are like a Protestant mm-hmm. and uh, Freemason, but uh, Reiki, like it's, it's almost like te- five years ago or six mm-hmm. years ago. So they start learning about Reiki. Mm-hmm. But uh, Reiki, it's uh, mostly a way of living and thinking. So mm-hmm. we help people like to recuperate from uh, like, um, if they have, uh, I prefer, can I say in French? Yes, <laughs> yes. Tu peux parler en français, on peut traduire pour toi. It's fine. C'est que les gens qui pratiquent le Reiki, on aide les gens qui euh, souffrent de certaines maladies à récupérer beaucoup plus vite, à se sentir mieux dans leur peau, dans leur tête, dans leur pensée, de leur façon de vivre aussi. Donc, euh, le Reiki utilise l'énergie universelle. So, we use universal energy and also we connect to, we ground to the mother nature, so to the heart. Mm-hmm. So, we transfer energy to everyone, everybody who need our help. Mm-hmm. So, but now in Haiti, they don't, it's, it's not only sending them energy. We can send positive vibes, but for now they need um, material helps. Yes. They need, that, they need food, they need water. Right. You know? Yeah. But 
Beside of that, we can also send prayers, send a good vibration, send energy to them, uh, even if we are not there. Because uh, Reiki, we can do Reiki uh, uh, at distance, <laughs> you know. Like, distantly, uh, yeah. Exactly, distantly. Uh -huh. So that's uh, how Reiki can help, you know. But uh, now we can't go there to say to someone that is uh, living in the ground, that doesn't have a house, no food, no water. So you know, now it's time to meditate. Excuse-moi de t'interrompre. Excuse-moi. Tu te rappelles que les les scientists, les comment qu'ils s'appellent cette religion là, les science. Ils étaient venus en Haïti pendant le premier. Christian science. Et puis ils voulaient toucher les gens. Scientologists. Excuse-moi. Oh 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 oh. I take it back. So Scientologists came to Haiti and touched touch them they, on their heads. And then Haitian people would say, because, you know, right. Haitian people, we understand the power of, you know. Yeah, spirits. Like, get, get away from me. Get, get that shit away from me. He's like, right. so, 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 that's not the kind of Reiki they, they wanted. Right, but okay. uh, there are something that we uh, uh, forgot about is Haitian, they are like uh, spiritual people. Yes. They, they are like believers, they believe in God, they believe in nature, they believe uh, in uh, like uh, cosmic energy and yes. they use the cosmic energy differently. So they don't call it Reiki, but they, pra they do practice Reiki. Mm -hmm. Like when they are preparing like... Uh, a uh, bath, uh, like um, a benchance. Uh, 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 so, c'est quoi best? Un benchance, c'est pour donner de la chance à quelqu'un. So, c'est to give luck to someone. Luck to someone. So, uh -huh. they transfer luck energy to uh, the preparation. So, that helps that person. And mm -hmm. also, uh, when they are doing massage to someone, mm -hmm. so they are transferring also uh, in a certain way. Uh, like uh, with direct contact mm -hmm. energy to that person. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of freaky. They don't call it Reiki, but it's kind of freaky. But for now, they need more uh, material assist assistance. Oh, for sure. They, yeah, for sure. You know, they need uh, like uh, medications. Mm -hmm. uh, they need, uh, if a doctor can go there, like nurses, they need mostly those people. Then someone will, will come, will go there and say, let's practice Reiki. Let's meditate. Let's no. We can <laughs> do our part by sending love, spending like uh, uh, well, uh, good thanking to them, right? Uh, good vibration, as I said before. But it's not a moment to say, uh, listen, let's uh, meditate. It's like if you have a kid. Yeah, that no, it's a very a bad timing. Then, exactly. If you have a kid and uh, he's overreact for anything, you can say, okay, please, baby, come, come. Come down. No, <laughs> you have to deal with him like differently. Oh, of course. No, I, okay. I guess. Um, yes, of course. People, people need material things. They need material help. They need oh. money. Um, there are organizations. I'll I'll put links in the show notes uh, where oh. people can can donate. It's it's really important to be, to be mindful of where you donate. Um, because not a lot of money. Um, there's a lot of jokes uh, right now about the Clintons, 
and the kind of money also. So these are also hot button issues. So we were talking about Scientology. Now we're talking about the Clintons. Uh oh. I know. Um, they well, raised like forty eight million dollars, but like, where did that money go? And well, I, you know, I'm a Democrat, only... but I, it's fishy. Yeah, but uh, I remember uh, I was there in uh, 2010, mm -hmm. and uh, like many NGOs went there to help. Yeah. Or should they help? You know, they help, but when uh, you look back, what they build, it's like they're, it's instead of giving bread to someone, teach that person how to prepare the bread. Right. You know, so they just go there and they make a lot of money. But what's concrete? What's uh, real? We they they have left for the people nothing. Yeah, ten right. years later. Right, ten years later. It's like the same thing when we give something to people there. We have to give it with respect. Yeah, when you when you give when you give um, you you have to give with respect. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it, I mean, it also ties in a lot of ways with Afghanistan too. Um, it's a oh. quagmire. And it's very hard to understand, but there is a lot of that element. Um, Biden was saying something about how the Afghani people weren't fighting, um, but you know, I I don't know what 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 kind of skills. How did they build them up? How how did they um, empower them to to run their own country? Um, it just seems like uh, when America comes in to, to help, it's it's not necessarily helpful all the time. So I remember um, in 2010, they sent a coat, mm -hmm. you know, like a winter coat. Oh, wow. Like to, those, to the people there. So To Haiti. Yeah. To, to a very hot, tropical, <laughs> exactly. humid. So for sure, those people doesn't know exactly what the people need in, in Haiti. Right. I mean, that's, and, and to give you context, like that's the first thing that you get, like when you're at the airport, somebody, you're going to Haiti, um, you give them your coat because mm -hmm. you will not it's need so your hot. coat. You will not it, it is so hot. Right. So, so yeah, to, to receive a shipment of coats mm -hmm. is like, what? Yeah, that's deep. It's like record scratch, like that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. um, so Sunday, you lived in Jacmel. I've never been. That's that's uh, where the Prosper family is from. What in that? That's near, not too far from where the earthquake happened. Have you spoken to anyone in Jacmel? Um, were they at all affected by the uh, quake? Yes, mentally, yes. Mm -hmm. Because uh, in 2010, Jackmel was really affected mm -hmm. uh, from that earthquake for that time. Mm -hmm. But now uh, there wasn't any uh, material uh, um, material problems there. Mm -hmm. Okay, but mentally, yes, for sure, the people was affected. They, they remember what happened in 2010 yeah. and uh, like a lot of stress, but. Beside the, the earthquake, the earthquake, there's also um, a cyclone. So <laughs> hurricane. Was, yeah, the hurricane. And it was raining a lot, and there was a lot of water in the Jackmel streets. So wow. that's remember then like, that's remind them go down. Uh, that was uh, really bad there. So were you were you were you there in the 2010 quake? Were yes, I was. I was oh. in uh, Port-au-Prince. 
and uh, it was uh, uh, it was uh, so no. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, devast- it's wow. devastating. Devastating, devastating. Like uh, many dead people, and uh, they say that uh, for now it's two thousand people dead, mm-hmm. but many missing people, and also right. there yeah. are, uh, as uh, um, Clara said before, les endroits reculés back in the uh, like in the mountain, so they don't have uh, like um, the statistic yet. Yeah, so so people even in like further rural areas. Further rural, uh, exactly. Yeah, so they 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 also um, are missing, and and um, who who knows? We we don't know yet. And those people are really in need. Yeah. So let's say that they have uh, less now; they have nothing. Yeah. We don't want to say that they had nothing, but now they they don't have a house. Mm-hmm. No water at all. Right. So they have kids and they can't feed those kids. Those yeah. kids. So that's uh, devastating. Right. And and COVID. Exactly. Oh. So and the hurricane. So now they are living like uh, under the the sky. So the with nothing. Yeah, with after aftershocks and flooding. Exactly. Uh, pandemic. And uh, no leadership. No, so, no leadership. No leadership. Exactly. On top of everything. The problem oh. is, so let's say that uh, an NGO in mostly uh, the headquarters are in Port-au-Prince, mm-hmm. and if you want to go to the south side of Haiti, like Kai, Capérin, you have to pass by Martissant, mm-hmm. and Martissant is uh, the waterfall. It's under siege. It's under siege. Under siege. So you don't know if. Oh, by gangs. By gangs. Exactly. By gangs. Oh. Haiti is the best action movie. Yes. There's too much going on. Not too much. Well, oh there, there are all these, it's like kind of like Game of Thrones because you have all of these yeah, different Game groups. So I guess like Ocap, like Cap Aisien, you have you have a group, you have a gang there, I'm I'm assuming. Um, that I can't say, but I know for sure Matissan, Le Soleil, those yeah. places. Uh, Cité Soleil is in Port-au-Prince. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Near yeah. the water. Yeah, near the water. So uh, it's not easy for them now, really now. Wow. It's a beautiful country. Yes. Jacmel like, is um, an amazing city. Delhi was the king city. of Jacmel. You remember when uh, yes. you went there? Je t'ai le roi de Jacmel. The king of Jacmel. Yeah, the king of Jacmel. How's your mom? Yes. We went to uh, Raymond Lebain. Uh-huh. And they have uh, great food. It's a great beach. Beautiful, yeah. good water. But uh, what uh, I, uh, you have to keep in mind, yes, we talk about Reiki, but uh, Haitian people, Mm-hmm. They are, uh, ils sont de nature aimant. It's in the, it's in the soul. They're loving, they're loving, they are loving, happy, loving, loving people. Yes. And they are always happy. Whatever the situation, yes, uh, they are sad now, but they are still laughing, joking, you know. That's how they are. That's how we are. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like my my dark sense of humor, the things that I find funny, um, mm-hmm. have have some have a connection to that. Uh, that I'm sure that there are people that are um, as devastating, heartbreaking as as this is. I'm I'm sure that they've they've found a, a joke or two with within um, to mm-hmm. to make them smile. Um, what is your hope for Haiti in the near future? This is a uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, I don't know what to say about it. Like what, what is your hope in the near future? Just the one thing that you want to see happen right now. Uh, That uh, all Haitian people like um, concentrated their energy to help their own country. Yeah. To, um, parce que il est temps qu'on arrête de demander de l'aide. On a assez d'énergie, d'amour, de force. When Haitian people are outside Haiti, uh-huh. they love Haiti, they can kill for Haiti. But uh-huh. when they are in Haiti, it's a different uh, uh, story. Well, so they they're in survival. Energy, right. They have to concentrate their energy to help building Haiti. We mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, doctors, mm-hmm. nurses, engineers, like... Uh, uh, lawyers, we can, we have like um, um, le potentiel intellectuel, intellectual uh, potential, potential uh-huh. to build the country. Yes. We are doing great things in USA, Canada, France, uh, everywhere in the world. Yes. You know? Why not uh, doing the same thing for Haiti? Yeah, I, I, I heard your uh, Naomi Osaka <laughs> reference, Carlisle. I see you. <laughs> Japan. Okay. Japan. Yeah. I wish that one day we can but have. Yes, uh, yeah. I wish one day we can have uh, a president that is really care for the country. Yeah. Not to get rich. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's not a money grab. Exactly. Right. Carla, what, what's your hope? My hope is that um, I'm wrong and that like the superpowers that are bigger than us, I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about human, um, can save Haiti from what it is. Maybe the solutions in front of our eyes, but as humans, we can't see it. Um, You know, we talk about this a lot, Colette, and how Mm -hmm. like the older you get, the more you realize that we were designed to fail. Like it was set up so Haiti would fail. Right. You know, um, this is, it's not a coincidence that we are where we are right now. You know, Um, there's this guy and uh, he's, he's a a realtor, but he's an influencer also. And he gets, he gets uh, a lot of shares. Um, I want to just, uh, quickly uh just share and and then carla i'm, I'm sorry um it's okay your point uh oh if i could find it um but he was he was talking about how haiti is not is not cursed i love that he was like we're just on a fault it's his yeah. fault stop saying that we're cursed right the island sits on a fault line right that, and, yeah, yeah. uh-huh yes it's on a fault line um, about uh, 
you know, uh, interference, interferences from from America to Europe yeah. to the Catholic Church. Um, there's a lot of influences, a lot of hands in the cookie jar and a lot of um, there there's, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to stand on your own two feet when people are pushing you down. Yeah. Um, so after I've gotten a lot of texts from different people after the earthquake mm -hmm. 2021. And one of them is from this lady and she's a, a, a ex coworker of mine. She's very religious and she's like, oh, the people don't see, the people have to see what God is telling them in Haiti, you know, kind of like that this is another curse that we're like, this is happening to us because we're cursed. Right. And so that guy's text came like at the, his uh, post came at the right time because yeah. it's like enough with this curse stuff. Like, it's just, you know, there's geography, there's science, there's political sociology, th socio-political mm -hmm. socio things that are, have happened. And that's why we are where we are now. It's very logical. Um, but yeah, people like to go back to voodoo and that we're cursed. And that's why these things are happening. We have to give the whole country to Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, uh. like, yeah. Whatever, I guess, whatever their logic, whatever satisfies their logic. And and so, Sully, you you have a book, you have a Reiki book. Mm -hmm. um, what, and, and people can, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, you know, people can can find it, it's on Amazon. Um, how, how does Reiki help you in your everyday life? Um, yes, this, it's not a solution for what's happening in Haiti, but for a lot of us that are just, um, that have just been, uh, you know, so so sad and and stressed out by by everything that's happening. Like, how how can we find a moment of peace? So it's a, it's it's like two questions. How did you find Reiki, and then how do we find Reiki in our in our in our own lives? Uh, I found Reiki back in two thousand five. So it's been sixteen years. I was practicing Reiki. So I'm a Reiki master practitioner, and. Um, I will uh, take. Uh, um, I will uh, tell you a story uh, about my experience with my daughter. Okay. So that can uh, tell you how I use Reiki. Uh, she has an allergy with uh, mosquito bites, and uh, the last time that happened, she had like a big bumps on her head everywhere that the mosquito bites her. So I said to myself, no, uh, that can't continue. Either you go to the hospital and they will like give her medication. And hey, you are a Reiki master practitioner. Do something, try. Okay. So I just uh, put my hand on uh, the place where she has bumps and I concentrate the energy and I visualize that if she, she's okay. Mm -hmm. And um, she fell in sleep and, uh, and in the morning, I it's like uh, she was like perfectly okay. Wow! I was so, I was so surprised. I said, wow, that can happen so fast. Wow! All right, good. So let's try. Let's go outside to see if she get bad again. If that will happen, stop. So she never have uh, like uh, that allergy again. So I uh -huh. said, so gratitude to the cosmic energy. So there are five principles. Or Reiki. Mm -hmm. So he, before I said that uh, Reiki is a way of life, mm -hmm. first, 
Okay? The five principle is just for today, just for today. Mm -hmm. um, Je me libère de toute colère. So I free myself for angry. Mm -hmm. So that's mean you're calling peace inside of you, around you, and you project peace also. Mm -hmm. So you, you feel confident and you feel like uh, good with yourself, inside yourself also. Right. So that's the first principle. And I will, just for today, je n'aurai pas d'inquiétude. So I will like uh, not stress uh, about anything. Mm -hmm. So any every situation uh, like there will be diff, uh, like uh, difficulties in life, but you have to learn something from that difficulty. Mm -hmm. So it's if, a lesson. Uh, you, exactly. If you face uh, each difficulty with calm, peace, you will find the solution. Mm -hmm. So that's the second principle, and one of the most important for me is gratitude for everything just for today i will give gratitude for everything in life mm -hmm. so gratitude uh, for the air that i uh, uh que je respire gratitude mm -hmm. for the water i drink gratitude for being able to speak with you yes yeah i'm grateful amazing time with you that's i'm grateful <laughs> to you for that you know gratitude that i'm uh, part of that family gratitude that uh, uh, I uh, I can thank, mm -hmm. I can hear the bird sounds. Gratitude for everything. Right. Uh, that's the third principle. The fourth principle is, I respect life in every way. By respecting life in every way, I will not kill someone. Mm -hmm. I will try to not hurt anyone. I'm not perfect. That can happen. If yeah. I hurt someone, I should take responsibility and also say, I'm sorry. Yes. Forgive me. But I have to forgive myself and accept the forgiveness from that person. That can be the hardest thing for someone. All right. So, and the fifth uh, principle is, I, um, je gagne ma vie honorablement. So I will not steal. Mm -hmm. I will, uh, like, I will work hard mm -hmm. to gain my life to gain my food to for everything mm -hmm. so that's the if you live your life based on the those five principles when you wake up on the morning you think about those principles before sleep going to bed you say okay what uh, did i do wrong today but uh, what did i do good all right tomorrow i will try to be better than i am today mm -hmm. so you will see good thing happens in your life. Right. And also you will uh, be able to like uh, influence someone uh, in your area. You see? So that's uh, Reiki. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is this is amazing. And, and this is explored in your book? Absolutely. And also in my book, I give uh, like uh, best practice, mm -hmm. meditation techniques, uh, and also, uh, on each uh, chapter, I try to explain uh, like uh, a topic, and mm -hmm. I give a practice based on that topic. Mm -hmm. So what I find in, on uh, other books is okay. They say what, what is Reiki, the principles of Reiki, but by example, uh, gratitude to the cosmic. So I take that person. I take the hand of the person to say. 
okay, how to be grateful today and how to express it, how to feel it and how to share it with uh, other person. So that's what I uh, put in my book that I think uh, will really help people. So you read the book. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have the intellectual part, but you practice also so you can feel the Reiki, you feel the energy. Right, you feel the energy and that's how, that's how you learn its, its, uh, its power. Yeah. Exactly. Do yeah. you, um, a lot of people in, in Los Angeles are very into crystals. Do you hmm. dabble in that, in crystals? Do you like crystals? You know, yes, absolutely. Uh, crystals, uh, germs, and- um, um, Gems. Gems. Uh -huh. um, I, uh, I practice also, uh, I do card readings. Oh, and I, like tarot? Uh, yes. Oh. Different kind of tarot. Uh -huh. I do also, um, with your birth date, I can uh, tell you what kind of person you are, what to be careful of, and how to conduct your life, like uh, to make it most uh, positive and to receive most from the, the cosmic also. So astrology. Astrology. I didn't know that. Astrology I had no and idea. Astrology yeah. and numerology. Oh, oh wow. wow. I had no idea. Because <laughs> prospers are very... Um, uh, how would you describe a, a typical prosper person, Carla? In in a word, stuffy. Stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but you know the prospers are big contradictions because they're very proper and very yeah. stuffy, but like they have a an artistic side too. Like they love. Mm -hmm painting and writing mm -hmm. and writing your dad loved music yes um and he knew like you know all the classical like poetry and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i think like but they're, they're not into culture they're into, they're into culture exactly. yeah. culture yeah. culture but, but uh i know my friends like ooh, ooh. a prosper party is not loud uh -huh. <laughs> like nobody's like laughing <laughs> No, like that. No, you're laughing too loud. Yes, yeah. exactly. And also, I do runes. You so do what? I, uh, runes. Runes. Les runes, c'est des alphabets qui avaient existé dans surtout dans le côté alphabet grec. Pardon me. Grec, grec. Non, non, pas grec. C'est les. Ah bon, je je blague mais moi. C'est ah, je veux vraiment un peu Donc, il y a des caractères qu'on utilise mm -hmm. based on those characters on how... Uh, C'est japonais? No, it's not japonais. It's Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Oh, okay. Cantonese. No, Scandinavian. Oh, oh, pardon, pardon. Okay, Scandinavian. Okay. So, the Viking? Vikings, exactly. Of the Vikings. Woo! Exactly. So, there are... Um, uh, each uh, character bring uh, uh, an energy and also a, from a god from a goddess so it's really powerful yes <laughs> right wow yeah so if you do you take clients do you take clients remotely like yes, over do. zoom absolutely uh -huh. yeah i do that over zoom or over the phone mm -hmm. and uh, yeah <laughs> 
Okay, this is this is amazing. So if you are interested in working with Stunde, um, how what, what is your website? You'll say say your website, and then I'll also put it in the show notes too. So I I, I have a, a Facebook uh, page. So let me I will send you the link. Oh, okay. I have it on Facebook. You have it on Facebook, all right? Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, my Facebook page. So, so when I it, when I try to uh, teach the people to share information with them, mm-hmm. and if they want to contact me, so I can give you my phone number. So it's eight one nine six three nine five six seven zero. So because I'm in Canada, so it's eight one nine six three nine five six seven zero. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> it's my pleasure. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Carla. <laughs> um, someone just took my phone and, and walked away. <laughs> okay. But I'm sending him, I'm sending him energy, positive yes. energies. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. And also uh, I can send energy like uh, remotely. So I uh-huh. don't have to be uh, like um, presential. Um, Carla has her hands up to the zoom screen exactly and if I have the picture of that person so I can print it out and send energy to that person oh wow and so the name the name of your school is Reiki Energy Universelle de Vie so Reiki Energy so Energy with the I-E not not a Y Uh so it's spelled it's spelled in French everyone so so Reiki Universelle de Vie Énergie universelle de vie. Reiki, énergie universelle. Universelle. Right. De vie. Okay, let's lighten things up right now. Uh, Let's lighten things up with a sketch called Wash Out. And it features the wonderful, incomparable Ashley Shine. Two black women are filming a sketch for the show Whitest People Who Don't Know You. White on the set. And action. Girl, I am so sweaty. Me too, Nichelle. Oh my goodness. What a great run. (sighs) We'll need to take some serious showers after this, right, Candace? Oh, it's so hot out. Um... I mean, I guess I usually just throw some water on my face after a workout to get all the, you know, all the salts out. What? You you don't shower after a run? <laughs> yeah, no. That's weird. No, no, it's not. Like, don't you know it's not necessary to bathe every day? Um, you know, using soap every day that that rids the body of natural oils. Where's this coming from? Who taught you not to wash? Well, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, they don't bathe every day. Even Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, they wait until their kids stink before they get a bath. Yeah, those are rich white people. I'm talking about regular ass black folks like you and me, okay? Wait, uh uh-uh. Can we stop? Um, stop please? Is there something wrong? Crew, stand by. You okay, Nichelle? I'm afraid this is offensive. Why? I I wrote it, and I've been reading a lot of Robin D'Angelo, and, uh, you know, I was trying to highlight the diversity and the values and the bathing practices within the black community. I don't know. 
when I answered this casting call on Facebook, I didn't know it was going to be this weird. I mean, it's supposed to be funny. It, it mentions white people not showering. And then I like how it normalizes bathing, but still gives space for those who don't. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to be the good guys here. Look, come on. Come on. We're losing light. Can we please move on? But you're a white guy writing about two black women and one doesn't wash. And then you mentioned rich white influencers. <laughs> I just. I don't feel comfortable about that. I think it's fine. But that's the thing. We don't have to see things the same way because we're black. Wait, what? We To see things the same way? We don't have to see things the same way because we're black. We, we don't have we to don't see, have to things, see things, the things the same way. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my God. What, what was that flash of light? Oh, whoa. It's the Good Witch! Michelle? Yes? You've realized the most important thing. I did? Wait. She, she, she did? did? Mm. You've realized that you don't need the white man's validation. <laughs> I don't? Oh, I feel... I feel dizzy. Oh my god, I need to sit down. Hey, hey, this is sketch comedy. It's supposed to be topical, and bathing is what Black Twitter is talking about right now. No, no, no I mean, bathing and, and not bathing, it's just not funny anymore. And to be honest, I don't think Black Twitter is, is on that right now. They're on something else. You know, it wasn't just about bathing. It was actually a moment for commentary on conserving water as water becomes more scarce on a warming planet. Banish him! Banish him! He's virtual signaling! Doesn't she mean virtue signaling? Ugh, whatever. Virtue signaling. Banish you, white comedy director! Well, whatever. You haven't seen the last of me. He's gone! Thanks, good witch! <laughs> Talk about a wash-up. <laughs> now that's funny. Seppi Shine. Uh, hey, Seppi, welcome. Hi. Hey, I'm just going to read your bio. Uh, Seppi Shine is a council member who made history in November 2020 when she was elected to the West Hollywood City Council. She became the first out LGBTQ Iranian elected uh, official anywhere globally and locally, becoming the first woman of color elected to the West Hollywood City Council. Her election also ushered in West Hollywood's first female majority city council. Council member Shine's priorities include advocating for affordable housing, protecting renters, 
and social service programs, social justice, small business revival, and bringing the people's voices to City Hall. Seppi lives in West Hollywood with her wife, writer, director, producer, Ashley Shine, who's been on the show, and all their fur babies, beautifully, um, beautiful, gorgeous, well taken care of fur babies. Um, they... I'm, I, I feel like such a deadbeat cat mom. Um, when I, um, when I met your, your, uh, your fur babies, but, uh, also Seppi is an elected delegate to the California state democratic party for assembly district 50. Um, welcome to the show. These are all incredible accolades and, and attributes, all kinds of awesome. But most importantly, Seppi has met Lady Gaga, everyone. <laughs> yes, that's the most important. That is the most important. Despite yes, everything, right? law school, all, all <laughs> the achievements, marriage, fur babies, whatever. She met Lady Gaga. Can you tell us about that amazing sure. moment? And sure. what does so- she smell like, too, if that's possible? Um, well, first of all, thank you for thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate your invite. Um, so we had planned to um, we basically on the day that I met Lady Gaga. The reason uh, myself and the other council members met her is that the our current mayor, Mayor Lindsay Horvath, um, who by the way is running to become our next LA County. Uh, supervisor um, in our district to replace Mm -hmm. Sheila Kuehl. And um, she was giving the key to the city to Lady Gaga and the Born This Way Foundation. Lady Gaga's Born This Way Foundation has done incredible work for the community. And so her foundation actually painted uh, the words Born This Way the night before on the street in front of the Abbey in the progressive rainbow flag colors. Wow. yeah, and so we were all waiting at the Abbey for her to come. We had a, uh, the key to the city, a proclamation uh, making that day, the Born This Way uh, day in, in West Hollywood. And she came and she was, uh, you know, she went to the people. It was really beautiful. She hugged her fans, uh, then went into the Abbey, kind of everything got, got moved. It was supposed to be a picture moment in the street, but we just went to the Abbey, got on stage, um, she, and the Abbey, sorry, the Abbey is a, an outdoor bar for those that don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The Abbey is the world's most famous, uh, gay bar and it is an indoor outdoor bar, coffee shop, restaurant, and club. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we hugged, she was very sweet. She didn't smell like anything to me, honestly. <laughs> I, didn't smell any, I didn't smell a thing. It was as long as it's not bad, it's good. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, she was very, very sweet. And uh, that's really what I noticed about her was she wasn't afraid to hug her fans. And I look, wow. at, I really look for that in people because mm-hmm. that is a trait that is so important, uh, not just in, you know, rock stars and famous, other famous people, but politicians too, that are willing to be with the people. And that's what I believe in. So I appreciate saying that in her. 
Right. And you remember that too. I remember going to, I, I did some work for Pepsi and I remember going to an event and meeting Taraji P. Henson and she gave mm-hmm. me a huge hug. Like we knew each other for 5,000 years and she was just so warm and kind. So I'm, I'm very happy that I bought her conditioner um, recently. I'm happy to give her some money and some coins for that. Um, but yeah, she's, she's amazing. But yeah, yeah, we remember that, like when we meet people that we admire and that is a, that's actually like really kind in person. It's important because it shows you they're not in their ego and they're yeah. doing, they're actually in their purpose. Whereas when you meet people, they get to certain places in life and they operate from their ego and they forget that uh, there is a purpose to why they're there. And they, then those people end up not being in those spotlights for long. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then plus they can get, you know, put on blast on, on the internet and yeah, people, people know, people find out. Uh, so what about you? Like running, running for, for a uh, council member, uh, was this something that you, this, this sort of belief of, of, um, of, of hugging people, interacting with people, you know, uh, being warm and friendly. Was this, I mean, this is part of your nature, but like, was this something that you really were conscious of, conscious of like when you were out there running for office? Yeah, I mean, a big part of my platform was bringing the people's voices to City Hall. And in order to do that, you've got to connect with the community and hear from them and listen and uh, really advocate for residents and the people. And that's, that doesn't always mean just hearing the loudest voices, because sometimes the loudest voices don't always represent uh, the true community. What represents the true community, you can only find by being in community. And I've right. been in community for decades. I was an LGBTQ advocate before I ever decided to run for office um, and then decided to run because a few people were asking me that I served on, you know, as on the Lesbian Gay Advisory Board, I was appointed to the board and then I was appointed to the Business License Commission and my colleagues were just like, please run for office. And Mm -hmm. um, I decided to run and that's, you know, two years later, I I, um, became the highest vote getter in the history of West Hollywood. Yes, um, making history. Made yes. History. So I would imagine uh like for me if I had uh colleagues friends telling me like oh you should run for office um I mean I get ex- anxiety and I have fears. How about how did you feel and and did you just sort of um uh, like, how do you deal with fear? Like, and, and also like you interact with the public, um, you have to do speaking engagements. You, you, you have to, um, organize events. You, you have to be an advocate for people and you've always been that way, but like, how, how do you not do it without freaking out? Cause I, sure. I would completely freak out. So absolutely. Let me address those were a few different questions in one. Yeah. Uh, when I was asked, I didn't have anxiety. I just didn't, I wasn't sure if that's what was meant for me or if that's a path that um, was for me and why, because everything that I do in my life, um, it's important for me that it is aligned with my purpose. 
-hmm. rather than I just want to do this because I don't do things like that. I'm very intentional. Mm -hmm. And so um, typically for women that run for office, it takes women eight to nine asks before they even run. And with men, they're just always in the front. Like, <laughs> I'm going to run. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because of the, uh, you know, unfortunately our upbringing in a paternalistic society. That's what mm -hmm. it is. And so um, I didn't have, the first time I ran, I had a little bit of, um, I had a lot to learn and I almost won, really came close to winning. Yeah. And, but I still, now that I think back the second time I ran, I knew so much more. And when I think back on the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, you know, that, that was really impressive that I did so well because the second time was just, everything was aligned and I had oh, learned so much and yeah but as far as organizing and speaking I've never had fear of speaking in front of people in public I don't usually get nervous about that kind of stuff. wow it just it feels like going to the market it feels like just very natural yeah wow <laughs> And, and um, for those listening, uh, Seppi is just relaxing on the couch, just very, very cool, calm, collected. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would be a ball of nerves. I, I admire that so much. Um, so today, you know, I want to talk to you about career, the idea of never being locked into one thing for the rest of your life. Um, you know, you went from wanting to be an actress to studying business, becoming a lawyer, politician, advocate. Uh, in addition, you're also a producer, director, having collaborated with your life partner on such projects as hashtag TMI, amazing, um, super funny. You directed your wife's uh, sex scene, hilarious. Um, every time I see it though, I'm like, those are my bed sheets because I have the same sheets from Target. Um, <laughs> But uh, very, you have to check it out, everyone. Um, so, you know, everything that you do seems to be different, but in many ways they feed into each other. Um, so I'm curious about like how you organize your time to fit in everything that you do. Well, first of all, I'm so impressed that you did your homework. I didn't even, even dug up that I originally wanted to be an actress. So um, I'm, all I can say is one, I think probably because I'm a double Pisces with a Scorpio rising. So nice. I have a lot of different <laughs> talents and left and right brained. And, uh, you know, the ancient, ancient people were a lot more integrated and weren't just in this world that we are, that you're just like, I need to be this one thing. So um, yes, I have two businesses. I am an attorney and I have my own practice, solo practice. And I'm also a Reiki master. I'm an energy healer and I have a healing business mm -hmm. and I'm a elected official. So basically I have no time to relax. So my wife and I are finally going on a first vacation yes. tomorrow after two years. Yes. And um, I'm going to be calling you every hour and sending text messages and chips and yeah, oh, I'm kidding. I know it's totally fine. And you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't do um, that. <laughs> I, I, um, one thing I do is I've built enough tools to know how to follow joy, even in the midst of chaos, mm -hmm. that is very helpful. But I also am doing things that I have passion for. So I have, I'm able to tap into more energy than most people because of that. Wow. Um, and I don't really have time for too much fun in my life. That's basically what it is. I've chosen certain things. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, both Ashley and I are pretty driven and we spend a lot of time working on our life and careers. And so, um, that means less time wasted on not wasted, but wasted. Definitely. I don't have time to waste any time, but also, you know, you don't find us having time to go. We don't go to the movies often or (laughs) things like that, unfortunately, but Mm -hmm. um it's not because for me it's not because I'm like oh I don't get up thinking oh my god I have a long day or oh my god I have to do this Mm -hmm. I get I get up and I'm like wow this is amazing day I get to do these incredible things in my life and I'm so blessed for that right and in a way yes there's no time for rest uh you'd mentioned but at the same time it's it's all incredible things yeah like they're um, like making making television, like that's incredible. Making movies and um, and then also uh, you know helping people and being an advocate for people. That's that's all amazing stuff. So like, what's your what's been your proudest moment while balancing all of these projects? Um, you know, working for the city uh, family. My proudest moment um, while serving in office. There's been um three things that i have there's been many things that i've passed but there's three that i've already passed um and then there's a fourth that's coming in a city council meeting on the 19th mm-hmm. um but the first one was when in my first action in my first city council meeting after having Ashley swear me in, which was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I brought forth an item for us to create the first social justice task force in the city of West Hollywood made of black, indigenous and people of color wow. who um, are serving on this task force for about a year, possibly longer to come up with policy recommendations for us who are on city council in order to address systemic racism and um, inequality. So that was just, that was an idea I had while I was running Mm -hmm. and um, I made it happen and it was unanimous. Then I passed a a, uh, strong protections for renters in our city and a a strongest tenant harassment ordinance in LA County recently with one of my other colleagues. And again, that was unanimous. Um, third, one, one of the things that we did recently, again, it was unanimous, but it was so, I was actually crying after that city council meeting when I got off the um, line because I know how much safety this is going to create for different sets of people is that, and especially our transgender community, is we are going to be the first city in America, actually, you know, and across, I I don't, I've tried to figure out if this has happened in other places as a policy, Mm -hmm. but essentially we're going to have all new developments, new commercial leases and major renovations um, are going to require that multi-stall gender neutral bathrooms are installed. Oh, wow. That's huge. It's really, really huge. That was the one item that passed that just, I just was, and it's, it's safety finally for our transgender, queer, non-binary family. It is uh, safety for 
same-sex parents of opposite-sex children. It yeah. is safety for uh, people with disabilities that have opposite-sex caretakers. Mm -hmm. So all these marginalized groups that are finally going to have a, wow, a, a moment to just feel safe and included. So that was huge. And then um, on the 19th, we're hearing uh, the mayor and I had initiated an item for asking that uh, the city attorney draft stronger protections for hotel workers. Yeah. And that's coming back to us on the 19th for an A, a, a vote. Mm -hmm. And um, it is it, very important and very needed. I'm a strong supporter of workers. And so um, I'm looking forward to that. How do you, how does, I mean, I guess like, um, you know, we all, if we've seen that like school of rock on YouTube, like uh, those, like I'm only a bill, like, uh, and it shows you like how a bill is drafted and then it, how it becomes law. Um, is, is that sort of the same in, um, in local government? No, actually local government is incredible. It's really change happens quickly. The, mm -hmm. there is, um, there's just such a huge amount of satisfaction that I can come up with a platform and have it come to fruition. I mean, this, like the social justice set, the way it works is I um, have an idea, yeah. something that's part of my policy plans. I get in touch with staff and we have a meeting and mm -hmm. I say, this is what I want to do. And then, you know, they bring in different department heads related to whatever the item is. And we discuss it and see, is it illegal? Is it legal for us to do this? Is <laughs> well, it, then that's you know, where your lawyer skill comes in. Well, mine, but we have a city attorney that I rely on because mm -hmm. that's, you know, my lawyer skill is business law and trademarks um, mm -hmm. because not every lawyer doesn't know every area. And we have a city attorney that deals with public policy. Mm -hmm. So that's her job. And so um, we discuss the item and then a staff member will draw up a staff report. I'll get a draft back. We kind of work on it together and make changes. And then a final and it gets put on an agenda. I can reach out to one other colleague and say, hey, do you want to co-sponsor this with me? And, or do it. Um, so far I've reached, I've done an item with everyone on council. Oh, wow. So, um, and then it goes on the agenda and then there's discussion and a vote and it's, it's fairly quick. And of course there's processes depending on what you want to do for things to actually um, come to fruition, but. Wow, so in a matter of, of a couple of weeks, you'd say um, something can become well, real? Okay, so, so the social justice task force um, item, I got sworn in on December 7th. Obviously I'd already, it took about, you know, I had to talk to staff about three weeks before. They like a three to six week uh, lead time. Okay. So that they could get, you know, everything on the agendas and have their meetings. So let's say six weeks, an idea, I have an idea, it'll take about six weeks, mm -hmm. sometimes less for it to get on an agenda. Council votes on it, depending on what it is. Social Justice Task Force was passed unanimously December 7th. Mm -hmm. And then staff started the process and they have to actually form a process, uh, put applications out, people applied. So by, by, um, by, I think by February, we did the actual, so it took a couple of months mm -hmm. to 
actually do the appointments. So we, we started appointing people, I think it was February or March. And then within a month, after people get appointed within a month or so, there's the meeting. Wow. Yeah, for that. And then the, so the bathroom item, it was about a, two months ago. And so staff will be, should be coming back to us within a few months with, okay, well, here's the, the things, the changes we need to make to make this happen. Um, the tenant harassment ordinance, uh, it took me bringing it on the uh, agenda, it passed, then it had to go through input from different commissions and boards, because a part of my job is to appoint people to commissions yeah. and boards, kind of like the president appoints people to like the cabinet. Cabinets. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So these boards and commissions help us run the city and get we get advice from from them um, mm -hmm. on different matters. So we do appointments as well. So yeah. there, some of our items go to them for input, and that takes time too. So it depends what what it is that you're trying to do. Okay, the, this is all very fascinating. Uh, also very fascinating is that you were elected during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you for a long time didn't get to meet face to face your uh, fellow council members or, or how was that like or were you did you meet like, um, like, you know, in a park somewhere, eight feet apart, like, what, what was that like leading up to where we are now? You mean after I got elected or during the campaign? Because I, I started my campaign, the second campaign, November of 2019. Oh, so wow. we had we had in-person fundraisers. I was going on trips back and forth. And then March, bam, we had to transition everything onto Zoom. And that was really challenging in a lot of ways, but then also better in a lot of ways too, in my opinion. Because mm -hmm. a lot of our fundraisers, I was able to get some you know, famous people to come and co-host. Co oh, wow. Uh, that don't like live who? here. Well, Mazra Brani, who's an Iranian, famous Iranian comedian. He's had two Netflix specials. Wow. Um, Sepi Demoafi, who um, plays Gigi in the L Word Generation Q. Oh, nice. Uh, she's another Iranian-American I reached out to, and she's 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 an ambassador for her um, World Refugee Day, and she's amazing. Um, uh, let me think if I'm leaving anybody out. Uh, Tehran, who is a Black and Iranian uh, comedian here. Oh. He's super progressive and involved in politics. So awesome. He supported me too. Um, and then some famous people in the LGBTQ community locally too. So, mm -hmm. or, you know, um, and so that was a, a positive, I guess, of having Zoom because then more people got to be at my fundraisers. It was the higher reach. Um, so council members, um, we haven't really, I didn't start, the first person I saw, let me think like, oh, I had one meeting mm -hmm. finally with one of my fellow council members just recently because restrictions were lifted. But I actually wasn't seeing anyone either. We just have Zoom meetings like this yeah. for the longest because we needed to get vaccinated. Right. It's for funny how how um, the distance makes things easier. Yeah. Although our city council meetings have been on Zoom, mm -hmm. and I'm not. I 
I don't like I don't like that part. I'm I'm really excited. We're finally going. We're going to have our last city council meeting on July 19th, mm -hmm. which we're going to hear the hotel worker protections ordinance, mm -hmm. and that's going to be that's intense. There's a lot of controversy around that, so there's going to be a lot of people from the public commenting that night. Mm -hmm. um, and then the 21st, we're having our first in-person meeting. Wow. And so that's going to be at the council chambers and that's going to be different because Zoom, I get to see all my colleagues' faces and then the public sees all our faces and they're like recording and like, what are you looking down at? Or what are you looking at? It's, it's, it's a little much. But when we're at city council, we don't, we're not looking straight at our colleagues. So that's going to be interesting. And we don't have to say A, I, or nay. We just press a button. And it's different being in person and on the dais. I'm just really excited to go back. That's to, great. And yeah. then it just, it feels normal, I, I would imagine too. Yeah. yeah. And I we're going to let 25% of the public in too uh -huh. that day. So 35 people that sign up can come to our council meeting. But will it still be available on Zoom since? Yes, it's a hybrid Limited system. capacity. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be Zoom and in person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and you grew up in LA? No. So I was born in Iran, and mm -hmm. my family and I fled Iran after the Revolution and War when mm -hmm. I was five. Mm -hmm. And I was undocumented till I was 16. And we moved to Northern California. So I grew up in Northern California. I went mm -hmm. to San Jose State. Um, and then I went to law school in San Francisco, Golden Gate University Law School. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Los Angeles in 2006, and I've lived in West Hollywood since 2009. Oh, great. Yeah, because, you know, we're, we're talking now, and um, this, our episode um, with you and I, it's going to come out at the end of the month, but, um, you know, right now we're speaking at a time uh, shortly after Haiti's president was assassinated. There's now a lot of upheaval, um, just like you just mentioned, you know, you were born shortly before the revolution in Iran. Um, I, I remember uh, uh, some from the movie Persepolis in the book uh, oh, about yes. the Iranian revolution. That that's a that's a really great movie and and book. Yes, it, uh, it really is true true to a lot of a lot of the way that girl was feeling is how I felt. Yeah. So you remember you were because you were about maybe five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, have you been back? Have you been able to go back? No, because I got my green card when I was 16 mm -hmm. and I came out when I was 17 mm -hmm. and I started doing advocacy when I was 19 and then I became a citizen. So as an LGBTQ out person, I can't go back. They'll, they'll kill me if I go back to Iran, especially mm -hmm. now that I'm in elected office. And so even right. before I was very visible because I was the co-president of the LGBT Bar Association during the No on Pop 8 campaign. And I was on CNN interviewed on the Jane Velez Mitchell show. Oh, wow. So I knew that after that video, there is no- It's a done deal. Yeah, it's a done deal. And and it's, it's very heartbreaking whenever I see videos of Iran, I just get so emotional because I want to um, visit the country of my origin, but yeah. it's not safe for me, so. Is there is there something that you remember that when when uh, especially when you when you see um, these images on TV, um, is there something that that like really gets you when you see it? Like um, I don't uh, you know maybe a certain flower or like uh, uh, you know the way someone's accent or like is there something that that sort of like 
um, that really everything. touches you. Yeah. Just buildings. There's something that stirs my soul when I see images of Iran. It's not an accent because here, you know, my parent, my mom has an accent. Everybody has an accent. Yeah, um, it was just the just, examples. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just being there would be incredible. What I remember is in, I, the way I can explain my memories is that they're in snippets. Yeah. And a lot of photo memories, not like I'm looking at pictures, but in my mind, it's like still memories for some reason. And there's a lot of trauma because we were in a war and yeah, I had PTSD and for the longest time, anytime a um, plane flew by, I would have anxiety about it and get wow. scared. So how did you feel around the time of, um, because your, your area was, um, the, around the time of George Floyd and the protests and um, the curfews, uh, was that uh, difficult at all? Did that, um, I know that this, it's a totally different situation, but still like you're in your homes, you're, you're, oh. you're, you're hearing helicopters and police was, did that sort of um, hearken back to, to that time? A little bit, but I've healed that that the that trauma now because I did done a lot of work around it but that the helicopters were just it was um one there was a lot of emotions two um there was just a lot of noise and I'm very sensitive and so it was just a lot and emotionally it was a lot for everyone it was a lot for my wife and um I was running for office at the same time and um, you know, there was a Karen that lives in our building and she was a quote awful. unquote Karen. Yeah. Quote unquote Karen. <laughs> and so she was, you know, very racist and yelling at uh, the protesters. And so there was, was a lot in that sense, but not, there wasn't for me a feeling of a parallel because just because I, I worked through that trauma already. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, um, sort of, uh, advice for, for, for especially people um, that are like in Haiti now, um, who knows what, what it will be like, you know, when this episode comes out, um, it, I think now they're, they're asking for U.S. troops to come, um, U.S. troops will probably come, um, it's, it's just going to be a very um, chaotic time, dark time, uh, do you have any advice for people, and as a Reiki specialist, like, is, is there ways in which people can um, self-care while dealing with um, a chaotic time? Well, um, probably the most simplest thing is remembering to breathe and taking deep breaths to calm your body and calm your senses. Um, if, if you're starting to feel anxiety, turn off the television. Um, sometimes you can't escape when you're in the middle of chaos, like what's happening in Haiti and what everyone is gonna continue to go through. We, people in America have really not experienced yeah. that. Um, I, the social, you know, we talk about, oh, the social justice movement, the helicopters, imagine that times a thousand, and this is what other countries go through as far as revolutions and, um, when stability is gone and, um, wars, when they're, when we're looking, when we're in wars in America, we're just looking on CNN as like a TV and people love to play these video games 
-hmm. but in other countries, it is, you're right there. It's real. And Americans have not, um, have not experienced that on a mass scale that way. Uh, I think 9-11 was close to it. Yeah. Um, and then we deal with other issues though, like mass shootings, which are huge, um, just- And frightening. Frightening, frightening epidemic and um, in, in this country, so. Yeah, it's tough times, tough times everywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to know what the what the right answers are. But um, but yeah, just yeah, remembering to breathe. It's so important. Um, and and we were talking about um, the sort of uh, like um, Iran, the um, in Iran, the uh, and and the representations that you see in um, in America and in the advocate you were quoted as saying that you weren't happy with uh, the narratives of like the repressive fundamentalists or like the the Shaws of Sunset um, so like what images would you see like if you were if you had your own production studio and you were able to create content um, uh, like on a streaming channel, like what, what sort of shows would you put up and, and what kind of imagery would you want represented? I would do vignettes of the complete diversity of the Iranian American experience. Mm -hmm. My life, for example, we're a family of color mm -hmm. and I'm not the only, I'm not unique. People used to be like, oh my God, I'm actually not unique. There's a lot of Iranian American women that have married um, uh, Black Americans mm -hmm. um, or, or uh, Mexican Americans, mm -hmm. or you just, just having more diverse family. Um, there's, there's Iranians that are super, you know, rich from uh, businesses or, or they are well off from um, having a higher, getting higher degrees and being in tech. And there's Iranians that are, are workers and work at hotels and just it, our, our community is so vast. So yeah. I think the, the show that I would wanna put on is a vignette that shows all the different colors of the Iranian American um, experience. Yeah, I would watch that. Um, and then my final question is uh, about ice cream. Irene, uh, Iranian ice cream is the best. So it's yeah, very good. Iranian ice cream is yummy. Um, Favorite so flavor? Your, oh, just rose, ro, just um, the, the regular flavor, uh, flavor, r rose ice cream. Okay, nice. Any favorite place in LA somebody's visiting? Oh, if someone's visiting, my favorite Persian restaurant in LA currently is called Torange. Torange, T-O-R-A-N-J, and it's in Westwood, mm -hmm. right near the, I think it's the Broad Museum is there. Okay, like, or Hammer. Um, is it the Hammer? Yes, the Hammer Museum. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing. Even my mom, who's super critical of any person oh, wow. because she's like, I cook the best and, you know, yeah. this is nothing like my food. And so um, she, she loved it. So if she says yes, and you know, it's good. Okay. Awesome. So can we play a quick game of rapid fire questions? Okay. And then I'll let you go. 
Okay, so rapid fire questions. Here we're going to start. What is usually in your pockets? Crystals. Wow. Okay. Um, I'll ask you that in a minute. Um, what must need? What's your must need item in your apocalypse go bag? Uh, smudge stick. Oh wow! <laughs> so spiritual. In okay, so so if you could jump into a pit of something or anything, like what would it be? Like how you know, there's like a ball pit. Like if you can jump into something, what would it be? Oh, mugwort bath. Oh wow! Why? Oh, it balances your hormones. It's super relaxing and helps you sleep better. I actually love going to spas that have mugwort baths in the city. So nice. I'll look for that mugwort bath. Okay, so what's the weirdest, funniest store name you've ever seen? Like uh, an example is uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> okay, so Long's Drugs, but not because it's Long's Drugs, but my dad, <laughs> my dad would take American store names and turn them into Iranian. So he would say Long's Drugs, he would say Langderaz. And so Langderaz means long legs. So whenever I see Long's Drugs, I think of long legs. Oh, Langderaz? Langderaz. Langderaz. Oh, that's so sweet in Farsi. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, uh, yeah, Long's Drugs is like a CVS out here. Uh, okay, so what's your one of your weirdest quirks? Um, oh God, I have so many. I, oh, I watch TV like this, like sideways. I side eye the television often. I've done it ever since I was little. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. But it's always kind of like, you'll find me sometimes looking uh, to the left, but then my eyes watching on the right. So is it because like, you're not, are you naturally skeptical or are or is it just know. it's just a comfortable position for my head. oh my goodness wow that's interesting yeah okay so thank you so much what's making you happy these days oh the thought of going on vacation tomorrow with ashley yes have a wonderful vacation how can people find you uh you can follow me on all my twitter um instagram at seppi shine and facebook too Okay, great. Um, and then going back to crystals, what kind of crystals do you keep in your pockets? Um, typically black tourmaline because it's a protection crystal. Nice. Okay, so that's like a house of intuition. Someone could buy it. Yeah, I'm not. I The energy at house of intuition is a little, but there's um, crystal matrix is a good one. Crystal matrix, and that's online. Um, it's a store you can go to. Oh, okay. you can you can get all this stuff on Amazon and I actually sell black tourmaline myself too on my website. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you can check out uh, seppishine.com. Um, uh, yeah, solilume.com is my healing website. S O U L I L L U M E. Okay, great. I will put that on the in the show notes. So thank you so much Seppi. You've been amazing. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'm Yami Coco. We'll see you next week. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye. Bye.